The countdown is upon us. We are just one day away from New Year's Revenge. Tomorrow night, the superstars of ISPW invade Totowa, New Jersey for the first show of the new year. My name is Jumping Jay, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Tommy Fierro, and this is 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Jumping Jay, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm excited, man. I'm excited because we are on the heels of the first ISPW show of the new year, and this is the year for ISPW. So I'm on pins and needles as we prepare for what takes place in just over 24 hours. First of all, thank you, man. Second of all, I think that, uh, you know how most companies have a hashtag, and I was thinking about it all week long, I because I'm going to do shirts and stuff up soon for ISPW, so I was thinking about you know, a good catchphrase so, or, or a good hashtag to, to, to add to the shirt and all the posts in the future. And I, I'm going to go with the I, hashtag the ISPW era. Uh, even though, you know, I, I was around a lot back in the day, uh, I knew a fraction of what I know now. So I want 2022 to, to be the ISPW era, uh, especially in this area. I think that's a great thing. And I think, uh, Based on the conversations we've had and the interest that callers have shown in ISPW and some of the pieces that you already have in place, I think this is the era of ISPW. I think it's back. I think it's bigger than ever. And I think the sky is the limit, Tommy. So I'm so excited for you and for your company and see what this year brings. Thank you so much, man. And, and, and the cool thing is we have two buildings that we're running, with our, which are probably within 15, 20-minute radius of each other. And the cool thing is you can you can run storylines and angles without having TV because, you know, the, the, the fans are yeah, – I saw a lot of the same fans that the last show that did the show before that. So they're, they're traveling back and forth, which is good. And we, our, our main, you know, angle slash storyline or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, obviously kayfabe is dead and gone in 2022, unfortunately. I wish, I wish it wasn't. But our, our main angle right now, and I hate to even say that word – is over the ISPW World Heavyweight title. And uh, Danny Morrison, the superstar formerly ECW's Danny Doring, he's the current ISPW World Heavyweight Champion. And his manager is Maven, a former WWE Tough Enough Champion. At the last show, Maven was a special guest referee for the Bull James title match against Danny Morrison. It was a big controversial ending. Screw job. Uh, Bull really got screwed over bad. And uh, Danny Morrison is the new ISW world champion with Maven as his manager. And uh, we signed the rematch immediately. And that takes place tomorrow. And that's the whole title of the show, New Year's Revenge. And it's based on Bull James and Danny Morrison. And we just added a special guest referee for tomorrow to make sure everything's on the up and up and pulled right down the middle. And that's Busted Opens Dave LaGreca. Uh, he's really big in this area, in the New Jersey, New York area, and I definitely think he's going to add to the match, and I'm looking forward to it. It has a big fight feel to it, Jay. Well, look, when we heard about the swerve that took place at the last show, because the superstar Danny Morrison and Bull James were shoot real good friends in real Best life. Friends. Friends who got along. Best friends. They did life together, and then you have one of them turn on the other one friendship broken uh title exchanged hands like this does have a big fight feel because 
it's real life drama kind of built into the show. And as I was thinking about today's episode, thinking about New Year's Revenge, one of the quotes that kept coming into my mind, it's an old proverb that says, the axe forgets, but the tree remembers. And in this case, Bull James is the tree. He's the one that was chopped down. And so why Danny Morrison thinks he's moved on to bigger, better things being the champion, the tree, the big oak tree, Bull James, is hot on his trail. Well, we got the big oak tree joining us on 80s Wrestling, the podcast right now, all the way from Brooklyn, New York, one of my best friends, legit, uh, super talented, and extremely looking forward to his match tomorrow evening in Toto, New Jersey, for the ISPW World Heavyweight title. Bull, welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, man. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit quickly. I know we had John a couple of weeks ago. I want to, before we talk about tomorrow's match, uh, a lot of headlines lately with NXT changing and now it's NXT 2.0. Someone that's been there, like yourself, from, from, the, from the, the heyday and during that golden era of NXT, what, what is your thoughts on the current NXT compared to when you were doing it? Um, I mean, I love the the look of it and everything. I think it's cool. I think it's fresh. Um, but, you know, I feel as though my era of NXT, that, that original black and gold era that that really skyrocketed the brand, um, you know, it's dead and gone um, for, for good or for bad. But um, there's no denying that, you know, the guys and girls that were there when I was there, um, the stuff that we did really set the tone for what NXT would become. And, you know, for me, it's just, uh, it's something I take a lot of pride in. And it's something that, um, you know, I, it will always be um, a really a special thing in my heart. Uh, and I think, I think it, I speak for everybody that was there when I say that. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, but for, for, for fans out there that are listening right now that, and we have a couple uh callers on hold we're going to get to them right now if you have any questions for bull uh real quickly i want to ask though is back during your era a fan out there that is listening right now that might not have watched it back in 2015 that that time frame 2014 who are some of the guys that you came in with when you were first training there because i, I mean i know the list of people that that bull was with rising up with at that time is second to none yeah, um, you know when we're I, talking I first Becky, started, we're talking Becky, Sasha, Charlotte, all those, all them, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know the Ascension, Corey Graves, Neville, um, Pac, now, um, you know Bo Dallas, um, Revival, you know then later on Jordan and Gable, uh, Jason, uh, I just said Jordan Gable, um, you know I mean I I'm gonna forget, you know, I'm not even forgetting, I'm just trying to rattle off as many as possible, but it was such a special group of people and I was fortunate enough to not only be uh, in the first class of new signees for the performance center. Also, you know, to get to work with Dusty Rhodes and uh, all the way up until he passed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, that's just unbelievable, man. And and I love that one picture that, that, uh, that you have that you post on your social media back in the day. It's a picture of uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh, sitting there, I believe it's behind a desk, and you're, you got your hands on your belly, and someone's next to you. <laughs> it's just that that picture is just so funny to me, man. 
Oh uh, yeah, it was uh, Ryan Katz. Um, he was he was helping out Dream at the time, and Dusty would always take a picture anytime he had uh, like a meeting with talent about like character development and stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy I have that one. Absolutely, and one and Jay, one other thing that I, I got to say, and then we'll get to tomorrow's match. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, Jay, but if not, you have to go back to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast and listen to the episode with Paul James on it. Now, I I just get such a big kick out of this. First of all, Paul's phenomenal. I, I'm not just putting him over because he's he's on the show right now. I'm, I'm such a big fan of his work. He, sky's the limit for him. Such an untapped talent, and hopefully we get to show that this year. But I, I, what I want to say is I remember him as an 18-year-old kid just breaking into the business at a local wrestling school near where I lived at. And, you know, we took a liking to him and started hanging out with him all the time. And, you know, we pretty much took, a, took him under our wing as he was breaking in, me and our, my other friends. And just to know him from back then, and then to see Stone Cold, hear Stone Cold Steve Austin interviewing him on his podcast. I mean, how much over can that be, Jay? You have the biggest star in the history of wrestling interviewing you on his podcast. It doesn't get cooler than that. Well, as a guy who's just a huge wrestling fan, sitting here listening to the fact that Bull James got to have private conversations with Dusty Rhodes, and then he gets to be on uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, those are like, uh, I can't even say bucket list, because you wouldn't be foolish foolish enough to put those kind of items on your bucket list because you wouldn't think they would ever happen. And so I guess my question for Bull James growing up as a wrestling fan and then sitting across from these guys who you've seen for so many years, does, is it, is it like an out of body experience? Is it a pinch me moment? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, even with Dusty, you know, we'd see him almost every day um, walking around the performance center and then, you know, doing promo class once a week. And then, you know, just having an open door policy with him where we could just walk into his office and sit down and talk and hang out. Um, it was surreal, you know, and then with Steve, uh, being on his podcast twice now, um, and especially the last time was the one we did in person and he's just uh, so open and like giving and, um, it was just, that was, you know, it's another moment that like, I'll never forget, you know, it was really, really cool. And, um, you know, he, he did a lot for me as far as like plugging my, my stuff that was going on at the time and, and just having a really cool conversation. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So tomorrow, ISPW, New Year's Revenge in Totowa, New Jersey. Full James once again in the main event, challenging Danny Morrison for his ISPW World Heavyweight title. And uh, Maven obviously will be in the corner of Danny Morrison. And now we have a special guest referee, someone I know that you're pretty cool with, uh, Bull, and that's Dave LaGreca from Busted Open. And, and for those that don't know, uh, Bull – and Tommy Dreamer are extremely tight from back in the day. They're very good friends, and obviously you know that Dave and uh, Tommy are extremely good friends. So uh, going into tomorrow's match with Dave LaGreca as a, as a special guest referee, which was just announced a couple of days ago, uh, what's your what's your thoughts on that? I think it's awesome. I think it's great great press for ISPW. Um, it's great press for the match. Uh, but you know, I've I have to keep. Uh, eyes in the back of my head now because this, this special guest referee thing hasn't been working out too well for me. 
<laughs> no, it hasn't. But I think I'm pretty sure you'll be okay with uh, with Dave LaGreca. I mean, uh, he, he obviously he was just in the store yesterday. Actually, he was talking to me, and he he was raving with a with a big fan of uh, of yours. He is so. Uh, I think well, that he, you'll be able to to beat him up again. <laughs> and I think that's all you have to tell him, and I'm sure that will keep his hands behind his pocket. Not his back, I mean. Uh, actually, Danny Morrison is actually on their show right now live as we speak. Uh, he's promoting uh, the show for tomorrow, and here you are uh, on another live podcast promoting the show for tomorrow as well. With, with that being said, with, with, with uh, this being done, and then obviously, you know, this is an ongoing uh, thing the last few shows is it, is it special for you to be put and I'm not asking because it's me. I'm just asking in general as a performer, you know, obviously you had your unbelievable big moments, you know, in front of crowds of 20 plus thousand people, but for you now, you know, is it, is it cool for you to be able to be the main event of, of a, a show, you know, that, you know, people know what's going on from show to show. Uh, definitely. You know, I, I think that doesn't happen enough um, on independence, especially, you know, when people get released from WWE or an AEW or wherever they may be, um, you know, we get to go to all these towns and cities all over the country and all over the world. And that's great. And it's like, a, it's a great experience and it's fun, but you're also just there for one night. And it's very rare that you come back more and more, you know, especially as time goes on. So to have something to sink your teeth into creatively, um, I mean, that in itself is special. And then to get to do it with some of my best friends who've helped me out since I was a 17-year-old kid uh, makes it even more special. Awesome, man. And, and Jay, before we let Bull go, uh, I think we have someone on the, on, the, on the line. Maybe we can ask Bull a question before Bull signs off. Yeah, for sure. The, the great thing about doing a live show is we can interact with fans directly. And so right now we're going to take a call from Atlanta, Georgia, to bring on our good friend, longtime listener, longtime caller, and Joe. Joe, welcome back to the show. You are live with Bull James. Hey, Bull James. Uh, I'm a longtime uh, wrestling fan, sir. So I'm going to mix it up for you because, I, you know, I hear a lot of stuff, and then it's like, well, what am I going to talk about? So Dusty Rhodes, okay? And I'm going to throw a curveball at everybody on, on the podcast. Because anybody can answer. It's trivia related to Dusty Rhodes. Let's see how well we know Dusty Rhodes. So in WrestleMania 6, folks, Macho Man, it was a mixed gender tag team match. And it was Macho and Sensational Sherry versus Dusty Rhodes and who? Zeus. <laughs> come on, brother! You're gonna come no. on my podcast and try and quiz me about Sweet Sapphire? That's the thought, I expect better from you, brother. <laughs> I got a trivia question for you, Joe. Okay. Uh-oh. You want a trivia question, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a trivia question. If you can get this answer correct in the first five seconds. I'm me asking you, only because I don't want you to Google the answer. The five seconds you have. Uh, Jay, put him up on the clock. Five seconds. Five seconds on the clock. Joe, what was the opponent? Who was the opponent of Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 2? Go. 
I don't know. Time's that. up. Time's up. George Wells. <laughs> That's a trivia question. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something now, Joe. And you're you're one of our favorite callers from Atlanta. Next Thursday, I want you to call up with a better trivia question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, my wrestling my wrestling knowledge starts right at WrestleMania three, so I, two and one I'm always kind of sketchy uh, on. Okay, all right. Well, next week I'm going to ask you something about WrestleMania three then. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, now. All right, I appreciate you calling as always, and uh, be sure to uh, wish Bull here good luck for his ISW World Heavyweight Title match tomorrow. Absolutely, Bull. All the best of luck to you. Go get him. Thanks, man. I appreciate you calling in. Bye now. Sapphire. Come on, man. <laughs> Sapphire. Look, that it was kind of a softball question. I mean, Sapphire uh, was a very sure. memorable uh, individual. And so when you're talking Dusty Rhodes, you're going to remember Sapphire. It's something. I thought it was a trick question at first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's not a trick question. It will be Maven. Uh, tomorrow in the corner of Danny Morrison at the Total PL in Total New Jersey, 7.30 p.m. bell time as he defends the ISPW World Heavyweight title against former champion Bull James. Bull, wishing you all the luck tomorrow, my brother. You know I love you. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And uh, you'll get to see Jumpin' Jay May 7th at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Big J's coming up from uh, Minnesota. Just want to warn you real quick, uh, Jay, uh, that Bull is a big man. He's not as big as you. Uh, you're six foot eight and, <laughs> and six nine. Yeah. yeah, very tall. You're a very tall man. Uh, but, but Bull's a big guy, so be, be careful what you say to me these next couple of months, all right, Jay? Well, I'm just hoping. <laughs> I know Bull got my back. I'm oh, hoping wait. when I roll up in May that Bull's got that ISPW heavyweight title strapped around his waist. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out. Oh, thank you so much, brother. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow, man. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. And there you have it. Bull James, former WWE NXT star, one of the main event players in ISPW tomorrow night, goes for the title, man. I'm looking forward to it. Listen, what I love is that you got guys like Bull James who are just a beast inside the squared circle, but when you get them on a show like ours, such a nice, genuine person, but you know, come tomorrow night, that switch is going to be flipped, and he's going to put on a show with Danny Morrison in tomorrow night's main event. Yeah, man, and uh, other matches on the show tomorrow. We have AEW's Matt Seidel is uh, coming in tomorrow. Very, very rare appearance for him in New Jersey. He'll be challenging the ISPW Tri-State Champion, Nikos Rikos, tomorrow in Totowa, New Jersey at the PAL. And, and probably the, the, the thing that I'm looking for most of tomorrow is the winner, Andy Weinberg, who will be calling into the show later today. Uh, he will be having... The Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, live in the ring tomorrow night on the Winner's Circle as a special guest. This is cool, man. I'll I, I tell you what, I've done a lot of stuff in the business, Jay, a lot of stuff that I'm very proud of. And uh, I, I never had an opportunity to have Jimmy Hart uh, appear at a show outside of doing my store appearance. 
So having him at ISW show in a ring is pretty special. It's huge. Jimmy Hart is one of the names that is just synonymous with this golden era of wrestling that we all know and love so much. He's one of the guys that left a very lasting impression, one of the best managers to ever do it. And the fact that you have him on your show tomorrow night, that's reason enough to buy a ticket if you're in the area to see Jimmy Hart back in action. Oh, yeah, and he'll be doing a pre-match meet-and-greet starting at 6 p.m. tomorrow when doors open. So if you live anywhere in the New Jersey area, tomorrow is a really cool opportunity to meet the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, live at the ISW show at the Totowa PAL in Totowa, New Jersey. Another match I'm looking forward to, Jay, is former ECW original H.C. Loke, former one-half of uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions with Tony DeVito. He'll be going one-on-one with Trax in a rematch. And uh, joining us on the line right now is H.C. Loke, another good friend of mine. Loke, welcome to the show, man. Hey, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good, brother. How are you, man? Great, man. Great. Looking forward to tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to having you. Uh, you're on with my, my co-host, Jumpin' Jay. Jumpin' Jay, how are you doing, man? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and chat with us about ISPW and about New Year's Revenge taking place tomorrow night. And I just got to know, man, you've been around uh, the world as a professional wrestler. You've been a lot of places, had a lot of outstanding matches. Just because Tommy's on the line and I want to get your honest opinion, how do you rank ISPW's independent shows uh, compared to other places you've been and other things you've seen? With very few exceptions, there, there, there is no comparison. Uh, when you come to an ISPW show, for one thing, <clears throat> we provide something that you can bring the whole family to and not, be, not regret that you did, which is very cool, right? Uh, but in addition to that, it's wrestling the way guys like me remember it, not only when I was a kid, but when I first broke into the business. I'll tell you a little something special about this show in particular. Um, this weekend is my anniversary weekend in the business we all love. I'll be, uh, this will be my 27th year anniversary, and I get to celebrate ISPW, which from when I was a kid, Tommy was promoting years and years ago, and we're all so thankful he's back, and, and I was a part of it back then. And to have it back now, I genuinely i am excited about it all month. I, I'm lucky. I'm an old man, but I still wrestle several times a week. I'm on the road every weekend. But I spend all month looking forward to my ISPW appearances, and this one's going to be really special. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. And, look, for, for those out there that, that might not be that familiar with your, your backstory, tell everyone how you got involved in the business, uh, working for ECW, Ring of Honor, et cetera. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go through it kind of quick. I can be kind of long-winded when I tell these stories. But, uh, um, <clears throat> of course, growing up a big fan, uh, I always wanted to do it. But there was no guys my height on American television when I was growing up. There just weren't. Ray Mysterio maybe had uh, 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 debuted in ECW by the time I went to wrestling school, but I hadn't seen it yet. I didn't get it. Um, but uh, so I'd, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, dreaming about doing this, dreaming about seeing how I could get involved with it. Uh, one night, um, miraculously, on my local news, there was a, a story about um, a wrestling gym opening up maybe 40 minutes from my house. Long story short, I drove down there, and I was his first student to sign up for that, and uh been off and running ever since as far as ecw goes that's a big thing man paying your dues it's, it's just showing up you know i uh 
I started showing up, helping with the ring, uh, getting in the ring with Tracy Smothers, uh, God bless him, before all the shows, showing him what I could do, showing him that I could be an asset to the company, not just in the ring, but a valued member of the team. I'll help with the ring. I'll, I, I, as uh, I said many times in promos over the years, in that company, I several times I set up the ring, sold T-shirts, wrestled referee and ring announced, and then drove the ring truck all on the same show. That's paying your dues. But I did it to earn my spot there, to earn my spot in our business. And, and it was a great, great time. And, uh, and I was there until the, the doors closed, which is coincidentally, today is the anniversary of that, of the is very it? last ECW house wow. show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, real, real, look, don't be, don't be to cut you off, Luke. Tell, tell real quickly since you just said that. Walk us through that final day. Uh, I know that it came out of left. I mean, there was rumblings, but it came out of left field pretty much. What, what was it like for you guys that day to find that out? I can well. Uh, I can tell you that we never really thought it was going to go away. I mean, if you look back on it now, that seems silly, right? I mean, it was so obvious, but, sure. but um, we did believe in it. We believed, it, believed in Paul. We believed in Tommy. Tommy was basically running things day to day in those days. And um, we just thought, well, something's going to happen. This is ECW for God's sakes. So we're going to, we're going to get through this. And on that particular day, it was kind of a skeleton crew. They were sold shows. Pine bluff. I think it was poplar bluff, pine bluff, some, someplace. Um, and, uh, and uh, it was a skeleton crew. Not everybody even made it. Um, and at the end of the night, everybody just came out. Sandman had a case of beers, and we kind of all toasted to the fans in the ring and still kind of thought some guys were crying, uh, as you would. But I still kind of thought, man, we have a pay-per-view on the book. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And, um, you know, as, uh, as would only happen in pro wrestling, a guy like me didn't know for sure, didn't let it sink in that it was really over until Paul Heyman showed up on Monday Night Raw. He kept thinking that something's going to happen here, you know, and it, and it didn't. But um, it was a great time, and, and, and I learned so much, and, and it's where I first became uh, known, I guess, so that I uh, can still, all these years later, uh, be booked by guys like you and have somebody know who the hell I am. So it was pretty cool, you know. But, uh, yeah, that was a sad, emotional time. Um, but it was, it was uh, as obvious as it should have been, we were all just holding on. And I, I know that, you know, everybody's heard the stories about the checks not coming through and stuff like that. Man, we'd still be there. It's, hey, you know, we'd still be there. It was, it was such a family vibe, such a team vibe. And well, it's, kind it's, of, it's, good, it's good that I know that for the future now. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Well, I just was going to say, coincidentally, it kind of reminds me of what you got going on because we're all kind of there for the same thing. So that doesn't mean that, you know, that I'm hoping you quit paying me. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we went on to Ring of Honor, and I was, I was very lucky there. I, uh, I was on there. Um, I was involved in the first match in that company's history. I was the first guy to ever bleed in that company, which wrestlers are dumb. I'm proud of that. Um, got to hold the uh, tag titles with my brother, Tony DeVito. I was the first guy they ever hired to be an agent in the back to help guys with their matches. So that was a real important time in my career as well. HC, it is so interesting to hear – first-hand account of what it's like to be in Ring of Honor and in uh, ECW, especially in its final days. And when, when something as big as ECW closes down, that's a big chapter of your life that is kind of the pages being turned, especially if you're helping with the ring crew, you're helping in the back, you're getting your tryout match, you become a performer. Uh, just as my wheels are spinning, did you have foresight enough to be able to take anything with you on that last day is kind of a memento is kind of a memory of your time there or was it like 
you left like any other day, the doors closed, and you just never got to come back. Well, that's basically what it was. Like, I, there was still this little bit of denial that something's going to come through. They're going to find a television outlet. Something's going to happen. I do have, and I didn't reveal this for 20 years because I was, you know, still scared that there would be repercussions. But the first time I ever got to perform on a pay-per-view, um, I was actually at the request of Dusty Rhodes, which is pretty awesome. I, got, I, ref, I refereed his match with, uh, with Steve Carino and helped in the finish. And that uh-huh. was a Living Dangerously pay-per-view, and I do happen to have a Living Dangerously pay-per-view banner that I somehow ended up with, somehow, <laughs> hanging in my wrestling school right now. So, uh, <laughs> but that, that's my big momento, momentum or momento from those days. I that's love awesome. it, man. Yeah. That's cool. i tell you what, man. We, we, we could talk for a while. We got a couple other guests coming on, but I just wanted to get you on quick and just let everyone know your backstory, man, because you've been around a long time. You're an interesting cat. And uh, you paid your dues tenfold, brother. So I just wanted to have you on. And anyone that's in the area tomorrow night, Toto, New Jersey, Toto, PAL, one of the ECW originals. You just heard him right now. He was he was in that match with Dusty Rhodes. I mean, that's really cool, man, especially in, in, in Dusty's later stages of his life. So, um, yeah, man. Looking forward to having you tomorrow, man. And looking forward to having you on the show again in the future where we can talk some more. Heck, yeah, man. Anytime we're... Again, you know, if anybody's anywhere near New Jersey tomorrow, you can get there. That's the place to be, man. There's a lot of pro wrestling these days, but if you want to see some good, good stuff, the best stuff you can possibly see on the independent scene, you got to show up tomorrow night for ISPW. Thank you, bro. And, and real quickly, man, let everyone know about your school out there, anyone that's listening that might live in the New Jersey, New York area that want, might get more information on it. How can they reach out to you and follow you? Yeah, man, it's called the Fighting Arts Pro Wrestling Institute, and you can find that on Facebook, or if you just find me on Facebook or, or Twitter uh, and message me about it, uh, we can get you going on that. I've got a lot of new students that we take from scratch, but something else I really am passionate about and love to do is uh, when you get guys that have been out there a little bit and, you, and uh, are already wrestling, already having matches, but they come in and we kind of try to break some bad habits and, and um, kind of get them ready for what it's like when you got to do this on television and stuff like that and uh, try to teach teach guys the right way. So uh, um, I really enjoy working with guys of all different experience experience levels, um, you know, uh, just putting in these little bits of psychology that maybe uh, – and once you see the light bulb go off in their head, and they say, oh, why haven't I been doing that this whole time? I really love that. So, yeah, Fighting Arts Pro Wrestling Institute. If you find that on Facebook or me on Twitter, um, we'd, we'd love to work with you anytime. Awesome, man. And we'll see you tomorrow in Totoa. All right, we'll see you there, guys. Have a great day. You too, brother. You too. Thank Bye. you, sir. See ya. Another outstanding uh, guest, Tommy. And I just love that they kind of all echo the same thing, that ISPW is the real deal. They're happy to be there, and they're proud of the product you're putting out. It, it, it doesn't get old for me to hear it as a fan. You're sitting on the other end. This is kind of your baby, your brainchild, Uh it's got to just fill you with good vibes, too, when you hear these performers saying how happy they are to, to work in that environment. Oh, of course, man. And, and I'll tell you what, man, and the guy, the crew that I use on my shows, they're all super respectful. They all know the business. They all understand it and appreciate it. So, I mean, try to create something cool and special for, for everybody, you know. And uh, like, like Bull said earlier, when, you know, someone goes to a town, chances are they're not going back there for a long, long time. So, you know, in this day and age where you can watch wrestling for free on TV seven days a week, all day long access on the WWE Network. I mean, it's 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 tough to or, you know, watch any event with the press of a button on Fight TV. 
you know, it, it's, it's challenging uh, on an independent level to, to get, you know, these, uh, these buildings filled up uh, right now, especially with COVID uh, getting worse again. And I don't know what to expect for tomorrow, if it will be the same big crowd as last time, but uh, the, the, the cases are obviously, you know, increasing, but uh, we're, we're, we're just trying our best, man, just to, to tell stories and get people invested in the, the characters and, and get them to come back. You know, it's just like, you know, when you're watching the WWE during its heyday in the attitude era and uh, you know, you were, you were sitting at the edge of your chair, biting your fingernails. You couldn't wait. You couldn't wait to see what was going to happen at the end of the show. And when it happened, man, you couldn't wait for more. You couldn't wait to tune in the following Monday to see how Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, was was going to get away with what he got away with this week with his boss and, and how the boss was going to get revenge. Just I'm using that as an example, but just just something to, to, to get people excited and something to, to carry them over to the next show, and we're trying to do that. And uh, another one of the big matches tomorrow, Jay, that I want to talk about right now is uh, someone that I'm extremely high on. He's been around for a long time. I wanted to get him on the show today so he could tell you a little bit about his backstory. And uh, anyone that saw the ISPW invasion on 80s Wrestling Con uh, last month when uh, Danny Morrison came out with uh, Sean Donovan and uh, Vicious Vicky and the now, Sean Donovan absolutely crushed it with his promo. And I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed with, with, with how good he talks. Uh, he, he obviously has a ton of experience, been around a long time. So I wanted to bring him on and have him tell you a little bit more about himself so you can be more familiar with him as well. So without any further ado, Sean Donovan, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. I hope you can hear me clear as day. What was that? I said I hope you can hear me clear as day here. I, I we can, and It's not as clear as day, but it, it's – we can still hear that, that, that voice of yours, brother, and that's all that really matters right now because that uh, voice well, is powerful. <laughs> well, hopefully if I uh, switch off my uh, speakerphone, uh, that sounds these better. Uh, smartphones today, there we go. Yeah, that so, sounds better. Uh, I appreciate you having me on for a few minutes and uh, just discussing. You know, I've, I've been around for a minute, uh, you know, got my start in the early 2000s and uh, from some journeyman individuals that you're – very familiar with guys like uh, Kevin Knight and Biggie Biggs, but uh, had a lot of training early on from uh, you know real amazing performers like Tom Pritchard and Chris Candido and, and Balls Mahoney. So three guys that uh, I highly respect and uh, you know very fortunate to have had the the early training that I did with them, building my foundation and my knowledge. And uh, you know I think I've mentioned this story on on facebook too you know but you know you and ispw were basically my gateway to getting in this sport uh from the early conventions that you had uh been running in in new jersey and uh, those led me to a number of different independent shows and then that led me to uh meeting up with uh an old school promoter by the name of aj sparks who then partnered with kevin knight and opened iwf and that's where my career began 20 years ago so you play a big part in that. So it's very, uh, in a respectful way, it's very humbling to kind of come full circle 20 years later and be a part of ISPW. I'm very flattered by that, first of all. And uh, and second of all, shit, I am getting old because <laughs> I, I, he came to my show as a fan, as, as, a, as a teenager. Now he's wrestling as one of my top, one of my top guys right now. So 
That means, and I'm only 44, so I mean, you're making me freaking feel like I'm in my 60s right now. But uh, uh, I'm only a few years behind you, so I'm catching up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I wanted to talk about your big match tomorrow, and we'll get back to your your training. I want to talk a little bit about uh, you, you training with Tom Pritchard and Chris Candido. Chris was actually a, a former ISPW world champion as well, so I want to hear about that real quick. But tomorrow, originally, you were supposed to wrestle against Crowbar. But unfortunately, uh, Crowbar is going to be unable to compete tomorrow due to an injury. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, Sean Donovan said to me, he goes, I don't care who it is, anyone from any promotion. So when he told me that anyone from any promotion, you know, I just, I just, I text him that. He texted me, text me that back. He goes, I don't care who it is, anyone from any promotion. So when he said any promotion, I thought to myself, all right, well, let me get someone that I don't really, I don't use. Let me, let's start thinking outside the box. So I'm looking around, and then I, I, I've seen some stuff on Richard Holiday. I, I know that mm-hmm. you know he's in the, the East Coast area. He flies in. He's on a fly-in. So uh, I reached out to him, and uh, sure enough, we got him. So tomorrow night, it will be MLW's Richard Holiday against Sean Donovan. Sean, I know you're looking forward to this one. Yes, I am. Uh, I've locked horns with Holiday once before, and uh, you know, let let put the cards on the table right here. Richard Holiday is a phenomenal performer who has gained a lot of success in the last number of years and all due respect to where he comes from. I talk about rich respect for our history of our sport. You know, he was trained by Paul Roma, who was an incredible performer in the late eighties and and into the nineties as well. So, you know, coming from that background, I know it's going to be a very big test for me in the ring uh, with Richard Holiday. And I, again, I take nothing away from him. Uh, He has made incredible strides. I've watched him, you know, continue to get better and better. Um, so I respect his in-ring ability. I just don't really respect him outside the ring because uh, I'm not a fan of guys in suits and stuffy businessmen. So, you know, if he wears that uh, that blazer uh, to your uh, building, I might have to take that and shove it where the sun, the sun don't shine. You got my permission, man. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's talk a little bit real quickly about training with, Tom Pritchard and later you said Chris Candido. Uh, Tom yeah. obviously was was the one that was one of the guys in charge of running the Funkin' Dojo uh, when WWF yeah. used to do that back in the the mid to late nineties, and uh, obviously a very 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 well thought of trainer. And then Chris yeah. Candido is cool. Where, where, and I, I don't think I knew this story. Where did you train with Chris at? So kind of going back with with Chris living in the Jersey area. And obviously that whole East coast, New Jersey crew used to run together, you know, whenever you would see one name, you know, pop up. Sorry, my phone cut out where you would see one name pop up. You would usually see, you know, a bunch of others and guys like, you know, Chris and balls, you know, who, who were very close, always ran together. Uh, They would come up to, to the IWF school, just, you know, they just pop in every, now and then, and, and Chris would, you know, come by the school a lot more often than, than Balls, and he would just, you know, if everybody remembers Chris, he used to love wearing those those Sergio Ticini track suits in the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the early 2000s. He would just, uh, he would take that fanny pack off, and he would just get in the ring with everybody um, and would always just sit around and, and just talk. We, we wouldn't leave the school till sometimes 2 or 3 in the morning because we would just sit around and listen. And he was just such a wealth of knowledge, and he was just somebody that was so quick awesome. on his feet inside of the ring and was just an amazing person to 
be around because he just wanted to make everybody better, but he wanted to make everybody laugh and have a good time. It wasn't, you know, uh, training with him wasn't a chore. It was you wanted to show up when Chris was there. And if guys didn't show up for training and knew that Chris was there, they'd be shooting themselves in the foot. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. And uh, and Tom Pritchard, he was one of the uh, guest trainers there a few times as well, correct? Yeah, he uh, Kevin Knight had made a connection with him very early on when he was the head of developmental and working with the Funkin Dojo, and he would uh, he would make you know appearances and seminars and really taking a look at a lot of us very early on. He would pop by at least three or four times a year over the course of a number of years, and then I continued to do some of his other. Um, camps that he would do out in New England, uh, you know, with another school that was out there. Uh, and then I would follow him all the way even into when he would do some of those guest trainings in the in the Carolinas as well. So I got a lot of, uh, again, wealth of knowledge from him. To me, I think he's the greatest trainer in the history of wrestling. I mean, when you look at the names that Tom Pritchard has, you know, had his fingerprints on, it's it's absolutely incredible. You know, Sean, this is why I, I dig you, because, Jay, you hear what he just said. He, he he was traveling around from New Jersey to go train where Tom Prither is training. Like that right there shows me how, you know, dedicated he is to bettering his craft as a, a professional wrestler. And I wish, I wish more people would do it nowadays. And it's funny that it's a good segue for what I want to say next is that, on uh, February the 18th, the, the next ISPW show after tomorrow's show, uh, back in Butler, New Jersey, we're bringing in uh, Scotty Tuhati. And earlier that afternoon, uh, independent wrestling uh, wrestlers from, from all around the East Coast have an opportunity to come there and, and train with them for a seminar prior to the ISPW show at nighttime. Now, this is someone that obviously knows exactly what WWE is looking for when hiring someone because – until very, very recently, he was in that position uh, in NXT. So it's a great, great, great opportunity, a great tool to use if you are a wrestler that lives in this area that's you know, looking to better his craft. And, and I'm sure you, Sean, can, 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 can drop a ton of knowledge of what these wrestlers can learn at, at, a, at a camp like this. Oh, my God. The, the knowledge is, is um, insurmountable. Um, anytime you have a chance to be in front of anybody that's been somewhere, you know, in, in major capacities, especially like a Scotty Tuhati, not just having a long in-ring career from starting out as an enhancement talent and breaking through those walls to being a major star to then being able to transition into being a trainer, the, the amount of knowledge and what gets me a lot of times that performers say, oh, this guy, this seminar costs too money or too much money or this seminar is not worth it or this guy's not worth it. Any seminar is worth it because, and again, I'll use a, a Dr. Tom Pritchard reference. It's all ice cream. It's just different flavors. And the way to get better is to learn all those different flavors. And then you yourself become, you know, like Baskin Robbins, you know, you have 31 flavors in your, in your bucket. You know how to work any style, you know how to match up against any opponent and you learn lots of little tips and tricks and in our sport it's all about the little things it's about the fundamentals it's about the basics uh and that's what makes you a great performer and that's what separates you from what excuse my french here what a professional wrestler is versus what an indie wrestler is 
Absolutely, man. You couldn't have said it any better. And I, I, I can stay on the phone with you for hours and probably talk, shoot the shit about wrestling. And I'm sure we will do. I'm sure we will do that one day. But yes, uh, we will. Until then, man, uh, we will see you tomorrow night, Toto, New Jersey, at the Toto PAL bell time, 7:30 p.m. And one of the feature matches of the evening tomorrow will be my man Sean Donovan going one-on-one with MLW's Richard Holiday. Sean, we'll see you tomorrow, man. Good luck, brother. You got it. Thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Man, Tommy, like you said, you could listen to a guy like that, like Sean, talk for he's a hours. He's man, a good and talk. you can tell. He's a, good, not, he's a great talker, but you can tell he's very knowledgeable. He's not one of these guys that um, are in the business because it's cool to be in the business. You can tell that he has a deep respect and a love for it, and he took it very seriously every time he had a chance to learn from somebody to sit under the learning tree. He would do it. He would take a little bit from it, add to his own style. And so, yeah, I could have listened to a full hour of him kind of explain how he developed his own style in the ring and kind of what his thought process is behind the way he handles his business. Yeah, I dig him, man. I dig him. All right, man. Well, the show for tomorrow night is shaping up to be a can't-miss event. We've talked to some of the superstars that will be competing in some of the big-time matches. But, Tommy, a little earlier, you hinted at the fact that on tomorrow night's show, New Year's Revenge, there is an absolute legend that is going to be gracing us with his presence. One of the best professional wrestling managers to ever step inside a ring, to ever represent wrestlers. A man who is synonymous with the golden era of 80s wrestling. As you mentioned earlier, you will be having a special guest appearance by the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. But he's just he's not just stopping by, is he, Tommy? He's there for a purpose. He's there to meet oh, yeah. with somebody. What is bringing Jimmy Hart to the ISPW New Year's Revenge show? Well, tomorrow night, the winner, Andy Weinberg, the host of the Winner's Circle. Our tribute, like I said, we, we try and... We try and bring it back, and, and when I was a kid, I loved, loved, and I'm sure you, I know you did, Jay, and I'm sure everyone else did, they missed the days of the Brother Love Show, uh, the Flower Shop, the Body Shop, the Funeraler, all, all that cool stuff, man, like those old school talk shows, Piper's Pit, from, from, the, from the 80s, so I was always a big fan of that, I thought that was really, really badly missing from the business, so I wanted, that was the, one of the first things that I wanted to do when i when i put a pen to paper when i thought about bringing back ispw i i wanted to have that segment and when i found uh you know when i found the winner i found them on facebook and i saw i don't know i I'm, i guess he was someone he was friends with someone that i was friends with and i saw they either comment on his video or picture and when i saw him, i'm like oh man this guy's perfect so uh without any further he's actually on the whole he's on hold right now we're going to get him on and talk to him a little bit about tomorrow night. The winner, Andy Weinberg. Welcome back to 80 on the podcast. The winner is here before you. It must be showtime, ladies and gentlemen. Totowa, Totowa, Totowa. That's right, New Jersey. The winner will be there tomorrow night. It's going to be an epic night. You're going to have superstar to superstar, Daddy Doran, Bull James, 
Maven's going to be in the house. Nikos, Rios, Weber, everybody's going to be there. Mike Seidel. But the greatest of all is the mouth of the North, Andy the Winner Weinberg. Hello, gentlemen. Tonight, Tomorrow night, Jay, the winner, Andy Weinberg, the, the mouth of the North, Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. Tomorrow, uh, clashing live on the winner's circle. Not only are both men fantastic talkers, Tommy, but I'm interested to see what both of these gentlemen are wearing at tomorrow's night event because both of them have a very unique fashion sense when it comes to showing off their style. Oh, you all just buckle up and see what I'm wearing tomorrow. I'm dressing up for this one first class all the way. It's like I'm going to my 1991 senior prom. That's right, because this night's going to be epic, okay? So everybody's going to have a date night with the winner tomorrow because Jimmy, the mouth of the South, heart, the legend himself, a man that has managed world champions, managed tag team champions, intercontinental champions, the Hall of Famer, the list goes on and on, not to mention he was the lead singer of the Gentries, okay, with one of the number one hits. Do you know what the name of the song was? DJ? It's 80s Trivia Day here. <laughs> you guys, you have me, you know have you, me you guys are the host. It was "Keep On Dancing" by the Gentries, okay? And Jimmy Mouth of the South Hart was the lead singer of that group. And guess what, folks? Jimmy Hart loves to sing, and this Andy Weinberg loves to sing, as you all got to hear in December with my holiday spectacular musical. And guess what, folks? I've got a song tomorrow because. Andy, the winner, Weinberg, will grace your presence once again. That's a spoiler alert right there, okay? Because not the only thing that grows in Totowa is the crime rate. But tomorrow, Andy Weinberg is going to grow into a man when he goes face-to-face with Jimmy Hart. It's going to be an epic night. It's going to be a night you'll never want to miss. It's going to be a night you'll never forget. Tommy Fierro, you are the man building this empire and it will be winning for sure. Awesome, man. And as you know, Jay, I'm a big, 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 big fan of Andy Weinberg. I, I think the sky is the limit for this guy. And uh, I think he's a, a very, very, very important piece to my puzzle for ISPW in 2022. We have a couple of our regulars on, uh, on hold right now. And uh, I'd like to get them on now. Now, I, we, we, we have mentioned here on, on the show in the past that Andy's real-life father uh, it was WWE Hall of Famer Nikolai Volkov, and, and I know two of our callers on hold are gigantic 80s fans, and I'm sure that they would like to uh, say hello to you. And also talk. Can, I tell you, can I tell you a quick story real quick about yep. Jimmy Hart and my old man? Sure. You want to hear a quick story? True story. So if you go to ask any wrestler from the 80s who the most frugal, the cheapest wrestler on the road was, you usually get two answers. You get the Macho Man Randy Savage, or you get my old man Nikolai Volkov. This is <laughs> true story right here, okay? Jimmy Hart likes to, used to like to dabble in different meals, okay? My dad would bring a hot plate with him on the road, okay? He was that tight. He wanted to actually cook in the room. He would stop at a, at a Kmart or one of these local grocery stores, buy a steak, and cook it in the room and eat it. That way he didn't have to eat out and save the money. Jimmy Hart would go to restaurants with him at times. He wouldn't order anything, just have water. And Jimmy Hart would get three different things because he wanted to dabble in it. And who do you think ate the rest? My old man, because he didn't want to spend the money. So Jimmy had to pay for some stuff. That's, that's a smart plan. I like that plan. <laughs> it's all about saving money. Absolutely. That's what they say. They always say Happy it's not what you make, anything. it's what you save. 
what you save, absolutely. Well, Andy, you know, it's something wild. As soon as you get on the line, our, our call-in line lights up with callers. And so uh, I'm just guessing it's not because Tommy and I are here. I'm guessing they want to talk to the winner. So we're going to welcome on some of our callers. Right now we're going to Butler, New Jersey, to a guy who I know okay. has been to a number of ISPW shows. We're going to welcome back a uh, longtime listener, Danny from Butler. Danny, welcome back to the show. Danny, Danny, Tommy. Danny. First of all, I'm very, so, I'm very sorry, Danny, that you come from Butler, New Jersey. Come on, Andy, man. You know, like I said, I, I started liking you now. Now you're gonna take a shot at me like that. Come on, now you're lucky I'm not uh, right. gonna be able to attend tomorrow, tomorrow show because we would have had to have some words. <laughs> oh, we can have words for it anytime. You, you name the place, I'll be there, buddy. Well, we'll, we'll, yeah, be, well, back, like we'll said, be back in yeah. Butler. We'll be back in Butler on February 18th. He can tell you there. Uh, there. Sure I got words for you. I'm, I'm not gonna miss. I'm not missing that one, Andy. Andy, like I said, you are you are definitely uh, cut from a, a, a certain type of mold. You know, you definitely uh, would have been a tremendous uh, manager back at, in that golden era. Like I said, you have the charisma. You bring the heat. Uh, you know, it's in your blood. And like I said, it's just a treat watching you. You know, perf- you know, talk. You know, the way you dress. I'm telling you, you definitely have a mixture of Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, uh, Jim Cornette, all those guys, you know, like I said, all rolled up into one. So, like I said, you, you're definitely doing something right. It's definitely a pleasure watching you perform and talk uh, whenever I see you That's at awesome. the ISPW shows. Well, Danny, I appreciate what you're saying. There are checks in the mail for these words. I really appreciate it. Um, I, you're certainly kissed up quite a bit today, and um, your, your tongue is certainly turning uh, brown as we speak. But let me just tell you this right now. Okay? It is an honor to speak to you. I want to thank you for your kind words. And um, I always have something up my sleeve. I have, I ordered a new suit. It wouldn't be, re- it won't be ready just yet. It'll be ready by the time I see you next time in Butler for sure. I can't wait to surprise you. In fact, it'll be the first place I ever wear it. How's that? Just for you guys. You're gonna love okay. this one. But um, without you guys, there is no us. And at the end of the day, I'm not a big fan of New Jersey. But Danny, I just became a fan of yours. So thank you for your kind words. I definitely, I, pre- I appreciate that, and like I said, just keep up, keep up the great work. I, I'm pretty sure you're doing a, your your old man very proud. I hope hey. so. I'm making proud every day. Uh, Danny, I just wanted to tell you real quickly. I, I know how I tell you every week on this show how I, when I hear you talk, I just almost agree with everything that you say. And I'll tell you what, man, I, I think that seriously, my I think my brain is somehow connected to your brain uh, because everything you just said about Andy. Bro, you hit you hit a nail on the head uh, between him being a mixture of all these different guys. He absolutely is. I couldn't sing his praise enough, man. I think that he would have been on the tippity top of the business if his character was there in the '80s, because he would have fit in perfectly. And, and again, anyone out I'm there, I'm bringing it back, baby. I'm at the top of the business for the next five years. You just wait. The name Andy Weinberg will be a household name with all your support, you guys. Yeah, man. I, I think that you're going to see big things out of Andy, and hopefully it's with me. So, uh, Danny, thank you so much, man, for calling in as always. And uh, I know you're going to stop in for, real quickly for the pre-show tomorrow to, to meet Jimmy Hart real quick. So we'll see you tomorrow in Totowa. I, I definitely, like I said, I, I, I miss talking to you guys. Uh, I just want to wish you guys a happy new year and uh, just some big things uh, going forward in uh, 2022. Danny, thank happy you, Danny. new year. Now get out of Butler. <laughs> I, 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 Andy, like I said, we'll, we'll see each other real soon. Looking forward to it. Thank you.
Andy, Andy, I don't know how much time you have with us, but we got a couple callers waiting on hold. Do you have yeah, time go ahead, to hang bring out? Yeah, them on for me. I'm all ready right. for your callers. I can handle those from New Jersey. Go ahead. Well, now the next caller is an unknown number. I don't have it in my call log, but I will tell you the area code is New Jersey, so I know that's got to fill you with excitement. Uh, so oh, we'll go live. <laughs> uh, caller, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Uh, you're calling from the New Jersey area. What's your name? Tom from Totowa. Totowa Tom. Hey, Totowa Tom. Tom. What's up, man? Hey, Jumpin' Jim, how are you? Jay, Jay. <laughs> oh, it's, it's my friend Tim. I should have recognized the number. Tim, <laughs> how are you? Doing well, Tommy. Looking forward to tomorrow night. Mr. Weinberg, I... Hey, I get the name right. Weinberg. Oh, well, no, I got it's the name Winberg. right. I got the name right. Um, I have a question. Um, do yeah. I, all I have the, a question uh, for you first. I have a question for you first, okay? okay? Go ahead. You're in Totowa, okay? I have a question. What do you call a good-looking girl in Totowa? Rare? A visitor. Go ahead. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> That's very funny, man. <laughs> that is actually very funny. There you go. Well, sir, so my question true. for you, my question for you is, you know, I really enjoy seeing the, the managers that Tommy's been bringing back, like Slick last month and Jimmy Hart tomorrow night, because back in the 80s, wrestling managers, they kind of like, you know, were the focal point of some of the uh, heels. And I, and I think that we're missing it somehow. And I want to know why that is. Like, why did they not put as much as emphasis on managers nowadays as they did back then? You know, I've had that conversation with Slick at the last event, and we talked about that exact subject. And one of the things that came up was the fact that a lot of times the, the managers got over more than the wrestlers. And uh, WWE, Vincent Mann, said, hey, we got to get sure the wrestlers get over. And it was just one of those organic things that just happened. You know, Jimmy Hart and Bobby Heenan and Freddie Blassie and those guys, they unfortunately – it's not unfortunate for them, obviously, because they made a lot of money in doing so, but they did – get over more than the wrestlers that some of them were managing. So that was definitely an issue. And you look at, I think, you know, you got to put like my winners guys, you know, that winner circle that I have, um, you know, in New Jersey, they're, they're amazing. We, I got them for the reason because, you know, number one, they're veterans. And number two, they really have great skills. And we put that together. And I think that's what's missing in wrestling. You have to have guys that can actually balance and um, enhance you as well. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, but Slick and I had that conversation. It's definitely missing. People forget it's about entertainment. Not everybody's a great. To me, the 80s were still the best time in wrestling. You know, you look at the, the, um, the, the ratings for a Cobra Kai on Netflix, or you go see a um, Spider-Man and the, the amount of money that it just grossed in the box office. And the reason is because it did so well is because you had good versus bad. And that's what's missing in wrestling right now. And I think part of that element is the wrestling manager. And I have a feeling they're going to go back to it, especially the fact that WWE is bringing a lot of individuals that were past uh, football players they um, or, you know, whether collegiate or professional. And um, a lot of these guys don't know the wrestling business, so they're going to need a mouthpiece for sure. And I think that's going to be a, a big piece forthcoming, especially through NXT in the coming years. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Also, real quickly, I, I want to say, uh, Tom, about with uh, Andy just said about how back in the day, you know, maybe it's not around because the, the – the performers back then, the managers were getting over better than the wrestlers were. And I, I will tell you this, 
judging from an outsider looking in, not even saying that it's my promotion, but you know, obviously I'm, my ears are wide open and my eyes are wide open at my events. Uh, even though I'm running around with a chicken with his head cut off, which I absolutely am. I'm still, you know, I might not see the entire match or I might not see the entire segment, but I don't need to see that. What I want to do is hear. I think for me, it's more important to hear than see sometimes because as long as those fans are reacting and as long as those fans are having a good time, uh, that's, that's the most important thing to me. And I will tell you this, that I don't hear those fans any louder or, or, or any more involved in the event, uh, the first three, four shows back that we've done uh, than, than Andy. Uh, Andy has those fans in the palm of his hand, and that's an art form uh, because Andy's not taking any bumps. Uh, Andy's not, you know, uh, doing a 20-minute match. You know, Andy has the capability of uh, using his you know, facial expressions and his, his voice to convey a message uh, and a message, more importantly, an emotion uh, to the fans. And, man, that's, that's, that's a lost art. Andy has it. And anyone that hasn't seen him yet, uh, our first three ISPW shows are on YouTube. And it's three great opportunities to see Andy because he's in three money situations. One time with the Doctor of Style Slick, uh, one time with Sonny, and then another time surprise entrance in Maven and Snitsky. And I continue to put Andy in these big situations because he continues to deliver. So uh, that's why you Tommy, see all I can't stuff. thank you enough for the opportunity. Sorry to cut you off, but I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to, you know, that you're giving me an ISPW. But I also say that my goal, and it's, I think it's everybody's goal, and I take this really serious, is that I've gotten the best reaction from anybody. You know, whether you're a wrestler, whether you're a you know, manager, whatever you may be, your goal has got to be to get that reaction. I'm a very reactionary individual. You love to hate me, and, and that's kind of what my goal is. So at the end of the day, I, I want to have that best reaction, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do so. But I just Thank you, sir. It. I appreciate that. And, Tom, uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you tomorrow. I'm going to text you later, Tom, because I want to go over some stuff. Tom actually is uh, – uh, Andy, Tom is one of the, the, the guys that runs the show there at the PAL, so uh, he's, he's also an ISPW fan. He, he goes to the other events as well. So uh, I'll text you later, I'll man. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, Tom, I'll talk to you later today, man. Thanks. All right, thank you. Man, the calls are coming in. We have one more call to go, and then uh, i got to open up my store because I have about 40 people outside uh, waiting to get in to spend all kinds of money. And you have until 5 o'clock p.m. tonight to do so. Head over to the Wrestling Collector on Route 23 in Stockholm, New Jersey. Uh, if, you buy a, if you buy a T-shirt, you get a free uh, roll of toilet paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, real, real quickly, before we go to Brian, we're having dinner last night. You're going to laugh at this, Andy. I was at Texas last night, and I forgot. We're having dinner last night, and, and, and I, uh, my little daughter loves Vicky. That's one of her favorite wrestlers. So I try and put Vicky on earlier on, earlier on the show because my daughter's only five. She can't stay for the whole show. So I said, yeah, uh, she's gonna, she'll be on the first half of the show. She goes, how about the, to- <laughs> she goes, how about the toilet bowl, man? <laughs> she called you the toilet bowl, man. Because <laughs> you come out with the toilet paper. We are heading into extra innings here, but when you have Andy Weinberg on, you get the green light to go a little longer. So we're heading out now. We're, we're leaving New Jersey. We're going to the West Coast 
to Chico, California to talk to Brian the Brain. Brian, welcome back to the podcast. You're on live with the winner. Jumping Jay, the Giant, Tommy Wildfire Fierro, and Andy Weinberg, the winner. Great to talk to you guys. Um, I just want to add real quick to the uh, the manager discussion there and say that, yeah, now that things are uh, heavily scripted in WWE, they don't uh, – they don't want to have a, a guy that can, you know, they don't have to have a guy that can uh, think on his feet quickly and fill in for guys that are super talented in the ring. Like you got a, a slickster stable of Hercules and then uh, your dad was a hell of a singer, Nikolai. And then you got uh, Iron Sheik, but all three of them weren't, weren't uh, quite as good on the mic as some of the, uh, the managers back then. So having somebody like Slick, Bobby the Brain, Heenan, Jimmy Mouth to South Heart, these guys that are quick-witted and able to talk uh, and fill in for guys that are talented in the ring but aren't quite as good on the mic was just such a necessity back then. And in a promotion uh, like ISPW where you guys, uh, Tommy doesn't have time to write scripts, so you guys have a, a destination you're going, uh, managers can definitely benefit guys that maybe need a little bit more experience on the mic before they can fill in for guys like you. Uh, that's something I'll throw in there real quick. No, you're 100% right there, Brian. Let me tell you something, man. The truth of the matter is, you know, my old man was from Yugoslavia. He escaped in 1968. We could talk about that one day. We could do a Nikolai Volkov episode. But he escaped in 1968, and he didn't speak the English language. So for him to have a manager was a no-brainer. You had to put him together. The Iron Sheik, I don't think he could even spell Iron Sheik. So for him to be up there, you know, um, he, he was another one from Tehran, Iran. He was, you know, a, a um, gold medalist in the AAU games, and he was a phenomenal wrestler, and believe it or not, a phenomenal ping pong player. Oh, I'm sorry, um, racquetball player, believe it or not. And, uh, and he, again, he, didn't, he had a very, as you all know, a very heavy accent. These guys were real. That's why they were so popular, and they were household names, because they were authentic. They were real. But, again, with the language barrier, they put him with Freddie Blassie, and Freddie Blassie, you know, turned it into gold, and that's the perfect match right there. 100%. That and uh, everything I've always heard is that uh, your dad is right up there with uh, everyone's opinion as being one of the nicest guys uh, behind the the scenes of, out of all the wrestlers out there. I find it really cool that uh, that a lot of the guys that were the biggest heels – not all of them, but a lot of them turn out to be some of the sweetest individuals the world has ever seen. And I know your your dad, Nikolai, was one of them. And, I, and I'd like to ask, you know, if uh, I don't know if you're if around my age, I'm 47, if you were growing up in the heyday of WWF or if it was uh, when he was part of the Mongols or, you know, in school, was it something where the, the other kids uh, knew that your dad was a wrestler and, and hated him and you're like, no, he's a real nice guy? Or, or how was it growing up with uh, a superstar like Nikolai Volkov? As a dad. Yeah, so that's a great that's a great question. First of all, he was a great guy, super nice guy. I don't know what happened to me. Um, that that thing wasn't passed on. So uh, I'm not the nicest guy in the world, and I'm proud of it. And he wasn't proud of it either. But it is what it is. But needless to say, um, growing up is, was interesting because first of all, he always emphasized education. He didn't want us to really wrestling was on the back burner. It wasn't something that he really wanted us to be involved in. I have two sisters as well. And um, he wanted us to focus on education more than anything else. He tried to go, come to the schools. Uh, we had really good educations and good schools growing up. But his emphasis was, um, you know, education, education. He'd meet with the teachers and come to the parent-teacher night, and he would put a wig on. And I, and I used to say, you know, you're the biggest guy in there. You know, they're going to recognize who you are. And, of course, at that time, people at that time didn't know wrestling if it was real or fake. 
so um, growing up, I had to use um, my maiden name, um, which it, it was what it was, because he, he didn't want me to have friends because of his occupation. He didn't want me to get bullied because of his occupation. I didn't inherit that gene of being a big guy either. Um, I didn't inherit a lot of his genes. I think I inherited his genes from 1954, though, um, that he wore. But anyway, <laughs> needless to say, he was a guy that um, really wanted us to um, – just be focused on education. He did have a great sense of humor, and he just made us work really hard. Nothing was ever given to us. I had a job from the time I was 14 years of age. Uh, he came to this country with literally 100 bucks in a gym bag, um, and it was all hard work. Even though he was successful, it wasn't about it wasn't about giving us anything. We had to go and work for it. That's awesome. Man. Thanks so much for your stories there. Brian, we're out of time today, man. I appreciate, as always, you, you calling in and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you next week, man. Definitely. All the success in the world to you guys tomorrow night and going forward. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian. Brian. Going going brother. Thanks for All right, man. Well, that's, that's going to do it for this week's episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for coming on, man. You know I love you, brother. One of my favorites. Look forward to you killing it. Absolutely killing it tomorrow night with the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Jumping Jay, hope you and your family have a great weekend. And, uh, guys, uh, you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now. Uh, the photo ops and autograph ops for 80s Wrestling Con are now available and also mail-in order as well. We still have to add a few more guys to the page, but a, a good majority of them are on there now, uh, thanks to my main man, Jumpin' Jay. So head over to 80swrestlingcon.com, and uh, you can get your tickets now. Jay, anything else you want to leave us with, buddy? No, I just want to thank Andy for coming on. Business picked up as soon as Andy comes on the line. So thank you, brother, for the uptick in listeners and phone calls this morning. You had the highest ratings you've ever had. The pleasure is all yours. Tomorrow night, total up. Make sure you take showers tonight. Make sure you bathe. Make sure you use deodorant. Make sure you brush your teeth. Because the winner is total baby. (laughs) And we'll see you right here next week on 80s Wrestling. The podcast. Oh, yeah. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.